Food is the language everyone speaks, but do we truly understand it? Between the conversations over organic food and GMOs, different diets taking the world by storm, and how what we eat actually impacts our environment, there's no shortage of things to learn about. Hi, I'm Karel Vega. And I'm Cheryl Kirschenbaum, and this is Serving Up Science. With the start of October, we're going with a dark and mysterious story from food history. And there's a lot of science, too. We're talking about poison, and specifically, the Poison Squad. Notably not part of the Marvel Universe, but arguably more interesting superheroes in their own right. In the late 1800s, before we had modern food safety laws and protocols, food manufacturers were eager to add newly available chemical preservatives to foods, including formaldehyde. That's an industrial fungicide, germicide, and disinfectant. Borax. A cleaning product. And salicylic acid. That's commonly used today to treat acne and other skin conditions. And they had reason for adding these extra chemicals. America was changing quickly, and so was our food. As large numbers of people moved away from farms into cities, food had to travel further without the convenience of refrigeration available. You weren't raising your own animals and vegetables anymore, but buying these products in stores. Producers found that new preservatives could keep milk from spoiling and chemistry could preserve meat. Science could potentially, well, save our food. Of course, today we know that chemicals like formaldehyde and salicylic acid aren't exactly the best thing to eat. Manufacturers added borax to meat and copper sulfate to peas to make them look greener. No one was evaluating these chemicals and their effects had not been studied. Enter pioneering chemist Harvey Washington Wiley, who had concerns that preservatives and additives, even pesticides and toxins, might be harming the public. And we now know he was right. Wiley worked at the U.S. Department of Agriculture, where he launched his hygienic table trials, renamed more memorably as the Poison Squad trials by journalists. He recruited 12 healthy young men to the Poison Squad. They had to be, quote, vigorous and voracious, his words, and had to have high moral character and take a civil service exam. They had to have reputations for sobriety and reliability and had to pledge to eat only what they were given for an entire year and to be studied thoroughly throughout the experiment. In his side, but he didn't include women in the poison squad because he thought men were physically stronger and less likely to be harmed. Historically, many scientific studies and trials haven't included women, which continues to be a huge challenge since we often differ in height, weight, and body chemistry. But back to the poison squad. Now, the men in Wiley's study would be weighed, measured, and give hair and urine samples every day. He poisoned them systematically with increasing amounts of different compounds to study what happened to people when they consumed them. It may sound torturous, but men volunteered for this. There are letters written to Wiley begging to be a part of this study. One, which we've posted to the website at WKAR, reads, Dear sir, I read in the paper of your experiments on diet. I have a stomach can stand anything. I have a stomach that will surprise you. I am afflicted with seven diseases. Never went to a doctor for 15 years. They told me 15 years ago that I could not live eight months. What do you think of it? My stomach can hold anything. Yours truly. The experiment itself was rigorous and began with borax in increasing doses. And eventually, the men got sick. Those that were given doses of formaldehyde began violently throwing up, so they had to cancel that part of the test. But borax was given to participants at lower doses and more gradually. If a dose was low enough, the men wouldn't feel great, but they weren't sick per se. Once the doses increased, participants experienced upset stomachs, headaches, and bloating. At times, men would throw up the doses as well. 
The results of the research found their way to journalists and eventually the public, which led to demand that the government do more to protect Americans. Pressure from this research led to the 1906 Pure Food and Drug Act, and eventually, along with Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, which came out around the same time, the creation of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. We owe a lot to Wiley, although his experiments are unconventional, to say the least. In fact, today we remember Wiley as the father of the FDA. To learn more, pick up Deborah Blum's 2018 book, The Poison Squad, One Chemist's Single-Minded Crusade for Food Safety at the Turn of the 20th Century. You've been listening to Serving Up Science, the podcast about food, its origins, and effect on the planet. This series is produced in association with Food at MSU. I'm Karel Vega. And I'm Cheryl Kirschenbaum, and this is WKAR. Thank you.